This audio presentation was pre-recorded and edited for brevity and clarity. Hello, I'm Michael Buckley with the Bright Focus Foundation, and welcome to today's Bright Focus chat, Geographic Atrophy, a Possible New Treatment. This is a really exciting time for vision research uh, uh, across AMD and, and other diseases. We're seeing some really encouraging signs uh, toward new and, and more effective treatments, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So if today's your first time on a Bright Focus chat, welcome. Uh, the brief overview is that Bright Focus is funding some of the top scientists in the world that are trying to find cures and better treatments for macular degeneration, glaucoma, and Alzheimer's. And we hold these chats so you can learn what's new in the field of research and in other aspects of, of caregiving and, and managing your vision health. We have a number of materials on our website at brightfocus.org. So today we have two special guests to tell us about some uh, encouraging news uh, in the field of geographic atrophy. Uh, the first is Dr. Moshi, first Dr. Moshi Vardy. He is with the um, global medicine team at Alexion Pharmaceuticals, which is based in Boston. And also from Alexion, we have Dr. Alexander Skuban, who directs their neurology and ophthalmology development program. So Dr. Vardy and Dr. Skuban, uh, Welcome to today's Bright Focus chat. Thank you very much for having us. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here at, um, at this chat. Great. Now, um, as you know, many of our listeners know that, um, that right now there's currently no treatment, uh, no effective treatment for the form of AMD known as geographic atrophy. But if you could just sort of set the table for us and explain, you know, kind of the state of uh, of affairs right now, that why are there successful treatments for wet AMD, but up until this point, uh, no form, no effective treatment for the form known as geographic atrophy? Sure. This is Dr. Vardy, and it's a pleasure to be here as well. Um, I, I can start and then hand it over to um, Dr. Skuban. So, um, both of these diseases are indeed late stage forms of AMD, but they're very distinct in the way that they develop. Uh, there are different mechanisms that drive these diseases and therefore different approaches on how to treat them. Wet AMD uh, is primarily thought to be driven by disruption of blood vessels, when, while dry AMD, geographic atrophy, is primarily driven by an immune response. Um, which is mediated by the complement system, and I know that we will talk about it later. So different diseases, different perspectives on how to treat them. Now, we currently do have effective treatments for wet AMD. Uh, those treatments are targeting inhibition of blood vessel formation and growth. Uh, that has proved to be very effective and has made a huge impact on patients' lives um, and the way that this disease is, is managed. For dry AMD, this is not currently the, the state. This, this uh, field is somewhat lagging. But the good news is that there are a lot of assets, new potential drugs that are in active development. Uh, great. Uh, yeah, I know, you, um, you, know you mentioned the complement system. Am I correct that that's, that's part of the immune system that's involved in, in a in the disease, I think a lot of us are familiar, familiar with the immune system in terms of larger, larger health. But is it so that there's there's that type of system in our vision health as well? Yes. Again, this is Dr. Vardy, um, and thank you for that. Uh, 
It is. And you could think about the complement system as a first line of defense in our body and obviously in the eyes as well. It's always active and it is able to quickly respond to insults, meaning that if there is an identification of something that is wrong, the complement system kicks into play and pulls in the rest of the immune system. Now, what happens in diseases such as geographic atrophy, actually such as AMD, is that this complement system is going out of control. It is working more than it needs to work. And this is the source of the, the pathology in AMD. Mm-hmm. Well, great. And how did you, uh, you know, in your work on geographic atrophy, how did you come to identify uh, the, this complement system as a as a possible path to a to a to an effective treatment. So the complement system is well known to be the driver of AMD. It might not be the only driver, but it's definitely front and center. There are um, clues coming out of genetic analysis. There are genes that are impacted. Who, which are driving complement uh, protein development. So we know that in AMD patients, these genes tend to be affected more than in the general population. There is also work that looked at tissues from diseased eyes and have shown a lot of complement deposition, meaning that there is more complement than we expect to uh, to be in those affected eyes. And then lately, uh, we are learning from clinical studies that intervention at the complement system level, meaning that when we inhibit the complement system, which is hyperreactive, we actually get good outcomes. So there is more and more evidence accumulating that the complement plays a significant role in the development of the disease, and trying to inhibit the complement system may actually play out as a very good strategy. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I think our, you know, our listeners, we've all become much more aware in the last year or so about clinical trials as we've, as we've followed the, the efforts to develop and, and, and roll out uh, COVID vaccines. But I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how clinical trials work uh, in vision. And, and specifically, I understand you have a, uh, a product in development called Denecapan. I was wondering sort of how, how the clinical trial process got started and, uh, you know, Toward this possible new treatment for geographic atrophy. So this is uh, this is Alex Kuban. I can I can answer that question. So we have um, uh, we have a, a product uh, as you as you mentioned, the Nicopan, which we have identified as uh, as being a good uh, candidate um, to um, to influence the rate of progression of um, uh, geographic atrophy. Uh, as you as you alluded to the clinical trial development uh, or the clinical development process is quite um, uh, a complex and, and rigorous one and it builds on the scientific evidence on preclinical scientific evidence and uh, and, uh, and 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 testing in um, in different animal species but also building on the information that is available in the literature uh, over the last um, year, year and a half, we have engaged with m- multiple scientific stakeholders, with uh, regulatory agencies, uh, uh, with uh, with uh, experts, and um, with this uh, compound, 
which we believe uh, is uh, very well uh, positioned to uh, affect uh, the geographic uh, atrophy and slowing the progression because of its uh, unique uh, properties. We have built uh, a clinical program and uh, we, we have started with um, a phase two clinical program, so um, a, a proof of concept study that will be looking into uh, assessment of how the NICOPAN works in geographic atrophy. More specifically, uh, this study is designed to study the efficacy and the safety in patients with, uh, with GA, and, uh, and uh, we are looking forward to, um, to learn more about um, the effect of this specific mechanism of action in patients with, um, with uh, late AMD. Uh, all in all, um, we are, I believe, at the beginning of a very exciting scientific clinical journey, and uh, we are taking this process in a very rigorous and stepwise manner. Well, great. For, uh, for people taking notes right now, the medicine Denicapan is spelled D as in David, D-A-N-I-C-O-P-A-N, Denicapan, capital D, A-N-I-C-O-P-A-N. And um, uh, this morning, again, we're all familiar with the, the COVID vaccine process. Is, is this something that also goes through the, uh, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration? Like, do they set the ground rules for how, how, how a vision clinical trial would work? Uh, this is Alex Kuban again. Ab absolutely, yes. Um, the clinical development process is highly uh, regulated. It is overseen by FDA. And in fact, um, the major clinical and preclinical steps of um, decision making are always um, uh, uh, done in consultation with the regulatory agency, and in this case, FDA. So the, mm -hmm. the answer is absolutely yes. Great. Kind of related to that, um, you know, sometimes we hear about an existing approved medicine that gets used, uh, you know, exploratory use in a new area. Is denicapan something that currently exists for use in other diseases, or is this something uh, a new uh, a, a new compound that's being developed? And this is uh, Moshe Valdi again. I can take that. Um, the Nicopan is still uh, in in development, meaning that it is not available as uh, a commercial drug for any mm -hmm. other indication. It is developed in other indications, uh, not just in geographic atrophy. These diseases that are driven by complement, primarily a section of the complement system, which is called the alternative pathway, are more susceptible to um, treatment with the uh, medications such as the nicopan. So uh, in short, yes, um, a few examples. We do have a program in uh, a disease called paroxysmal nocturnal hematuria. This is a hematological disease. And we also have a collaboration with the NIH in COVID-19 patients. So um, a lot is going on. And that actually means that we are generating more safety data than you would expect for a program that is limited to just one uh, disease area, which is overall good. Great. And um, what do you think, you know, if your sort of best case scenario, what would Denicapan do to actually protect or help uh, uh, an eye that has, uh, help a person that has macular degeneration, specifically geographic atrophy? Like what, what would it, in layperson's terms, what would it do to help 
to help that person. This is Alex Kuban, and I can I can answer that question. So um, our hypothesis is, and and uh, the hypothesis on which the proof of concept, uh, the phase two clinical trial has been built, is um, that uh, the design of the study as it is um, uh, now is looking uh, into whether this investigational drug, whether the nicopan treatment uh, slows the progression of GA, slows the progression of the of the area of the growth of geographic atrophy over time, and that is safe uh, and effective to use in the <clears throat> population. That is the main goal of the phase two study. Great. Um, now, uh, to the two of you, if you know if this medicine uh, becomes used in, in patient care, uh, how 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 is it uh, delivered? Is it is it an injection? Is it is it a, a pill? Like how would um, how would this work? Uh, if I may start, this is Alex Kuban again. This is uh, this is an oral treatment. So uh, this is a pill, or actually a tablet uh, that would be um, administered orally, and uh, that is um, um, a, a, a different way of administering uh, uh, potential new treatment in geographic atrophy compared to what. Um, uh, the current clinical trial landscape uh, is providing as option for the patients. So it would uh, be delivered systematically, and it uh, would um, specifically have uh, uh, an effect uh, in, 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 in the patient's eyes and have the ability to treat both patients' eyes at the same time. That's really interesting because we've, you know, um, as you can imagine, probably the number one question that we get at the Bright Focus chats is about uh, injections and the, you know, the the, the burden um, that 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 takes. And and so this is this is really exciting to see a, a, a different a different route. Um, uh, so it's, it's interesting you say that it, that it could it could help both eyes. Um, are there um, are there any potential uh, adverse effects that you're kind of keeping a lookout for throughout this clinical trial process? So absolutely, absolutely yes. So um, if if you if you allow for a moment just to just for your audience to put the adverse event um, definition in in focus, the adverse event as we um, as we refer to it in the clinical development process means uh, any. Any untoward medical occurrence during the clinical trial process, uh, while the while the pharmaceutical agent is administered, right? Uh, regardless uh, of the fact that whether there is a causal relationship with the treatment. So, as, as with any therapeutic intervention, the adverse events are possible. Uh, whether some people are more likely to have side effects uh, is challenging to predict. However, we are very carefully and very systematically. Uh, 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 inquiring and collecting and uh, analyzing all the possible um, side effects for any 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 uh, therapeutic uh, treatment or any drug that we are uh, testing in clinics. Great. And uh, a couple of listeners have uh, asked us to repeat the spelling uh, again. So it is Denicapan. D like David. A N I. C-O-P-A-N. Again, Danicopan, D-A-I-N-I-C-O-P-A-N. Uh, so in terms of, you know, sort of the, the uh, kind of keeping an eye out for some of those side effects, um, in a clinical trial, how, um, uh, you know, did, 
are those are people that are showing those ones are they removed from the from the uh, from the process or? Uh, Michael, would you mind would you mind uh, repeating the question, please? Sure. Yes. Uh, so, so you mentioned that the the you know kind of monitoring for safety in a clinical trial um, are those uh, people uh, taken out of the system if they start showing uh, uh, any adverse indications? Again, this is Alex Goldman. Uh, it, it is uh, adverse events um, may be again any anything that um, that the patient experiences during um, participation in clinical trials, and that is whether whether there is an assessment of whether that uh, uh, untoward event is related or non-related to the to the treatment, which is. Um, uh, something that the principal investigator or the, or the uh, investigating uh, investigating physician um, usually assesses. Not mm -hmm. all adverse events lead to discontinuation. Some do, and that is the decision that primarily the physicians that are running the clinical trials do. But there are, there are many, many different scenarios. So not necessarily uh, an adverse um, that is experienced would lead to um, a drug being stopped, but then again, it is a it is a it is a very uh, 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 it, it is a very rigorous process in which the patient and the physician are having this conversation. Well, great. So, two of you, you've got a few uh, listeners wondering if you could explain uh, the terminology of a phase two trial or a phase three trial. Again, you know, we've we've heard these phrases in the news media over the last year, but um, you know, they don't want to explain what that is. So could you sort of talk about the, the phases in terms of what a two and a three is and, and where denicopan is in that process? Uh, this is, this Alex. is Moshe. Uh, oh, please Alex, go ahead, please. No, please go ahead. Okay, thank you. So uh, Moshe Vardi here. Um, so there, there is actually a very robust process in order to develop uh, new drugs and to get them um, uh, to patients, and that includes different phases. Um, we were asked about phase two, three. Maybe I'll start with phase one. Phase one is where you actually test drugs on primarily healthy volunteers to understand the initial safety as well as some pharmacological uh, related attributes of, of the drug. To the question, what is phase two? Phase two is where you treat patients with a disease that you're actually targeting in terms of bringing uh, the medication to treat that disease. But the focus of the phase two study is to generate proof of concept uh, to find the right dose and primarily to look into the safety of the um, asset in the particular population, meaning in this case, geographic atrophy patients. And this is the stage in which the Nicopan is currently in for geographic atrophy. We are um, currently running a phase two study to assess the effect of the Nicopan in geographic atrophy patients, meaning that the focus is whether or not it has an effect, what is the right dose, and are there any safety concerns. The phase three studies are confirmatory studies with again, focus on efficacy and safety, and they will serve as the bigger data source in order for regulators such as the FDA to assess the balance between effectiveness and safety, and then to decide whether they are granting approval for the drug or not. This is, a, as Alex said earlier, a very rigorous process. 
and um, man, you know it's governed by uh, the FDA, which is obviously governed by rules and regulations. So um, again, very robust and, and lengthy process. David, like best case scenario, um, how long do you think this process will take before, uh, you know, again, that best case scenario, the trials go great, uh, the FDA approves it for use. Would you have a sense like how, how long that would be uh, down the road? I, I can speak in general terms. This is Moshe again. Um, it usually takes up like seven to up to 10 years to, to take a drug from phase one all the way through approval. It's a very long process. The good news is that there are um, other companies with other complement inhibitors that are further along in the process, and hopefully those um, assets will be available to patients sooner than the Nicopan. And so are um, these clinical trials uh, for Denecopan, what countries are those taking place in? So this is uh, this is Alex Koban. We have uh, this is a truly uh, global clinical trial. It takes place in North America, in the U.S. and Canada, in numbers uh, in number of countries in in Europe and uh, and also Asia as well. And um, uh, we are looking to uh, uh, conduct a trial in uh, uh, Australia and New Zealand. So truly uh, global reach uh, for the Nicopan in phase two. Now, within within the U.S., are there um, uh, give a sense of how many sites you'd have, or you know, are they kind of throughout the country or in certain regions here in the U.S.? We are in the process of uh, starting up uh, many of the sites in the U.S. Approximate number of of sites that we are planning to um, activate in the U.S. would be around 40, and in Canada. Uh, in, in single digits, um, this this number may change, but it, it may give you a, a, a sense of the of the breadth of the involvement of the U.S. Yes, it's a great magnitude. What type of person would be eligible to participate in a in a Denecapan clinical trial? So this is Alex Kuban again. Um, the, uh, the protocol uh, does have. Um, a very specific uh, inclusion-exclusion criteria, if, uh, if this is um, the, what you meant, um, and, um, and patients who are uh, interested uh, and who, um, uh, whose physician is uh, determining based on the number of um, eligibility criteria that they um, may participate in the clinical trial would undergo um, um, uh, an, an informed uh, consent process in which they would be um, informed about um, all aspects of the clinical trial, enter the screening process in which their uh, uh, their eligibility would be confirmed, and um, if um, if they qualify, they would uh, they would be starting the treatment with uh, the nicopan or with 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 the assigned treatment uh, to be completely precise. Uh, because this is a double masked uh, uh, study uh, in this phase two trial. So, so in essence, um, there is um, a number of uh, predefined um, both ophthalmological and medical criteria which the patients interested in this trial would need to be um, uh, completing in order to uh, be qualified. 
Mm-hmm. I know you know we we get questions from our listeners where sometimes they'll have one type one form of AMD in one eye and a and a a different um, stage of AMD in another. Is that is that part when you mentioned like criteria? Uh, would that be a factor of whether they have geographic atrophy in one eye or or both? Like is that when you mentioned you know some of the eligible criteria? Is that is something like that part of the the factors? So this is Alex Kuban again. Uh, yes, uh, uh, obviously the the presence of um, of a qualifying uh, geographic atrophy uh, change in one eye that um, uh, conforms to the inclusion criteria would be sufficient uh, for the patients to qualify. There does not need to be uh, present in both eyes. Uh, thank you. That's that's good to know. Um, how would somebody uh, that's interested in in participating in the, in the upcoming uh, trial of Denecapin, uh how would they go about learning more? Um, I have the your company's website and phone number I can give out, or is this something they should ask their their doctor? Like, well, what would you recommend for for next steps? This is uh, Alex Kuban again. So so we are. Truly fortunate to be able to um, to share this information with uh, with your audience today that we are conducting this clinical study. Um, as a as a matter of uh, just general overview of the opportunities, I believe that um, that um, the patient's physician, ophthalmologist, retinal specialist may be an excellent resource to identify new clinical research. Uh, this study is uh, listed on the clinicaltrials.gov uh, website, and um, I would like to add that our team is diligently working on a study-specific website uh, that will contain more specific um, uh, study information. This is not yet uh, available. We expect this within the next few months, um, but um, I hope that any of the above-mentioned resources until that time would be sufficient to identified not only the study, but uh, the potential um, clinical investigative site that may be the closest to the, to the, to the patient who is interested in participating. Okay. On, in the, on the, the few minutes we have left, we have a couple questions from listeners um, about denicapin. Um, a couple people are wondering, do you anticipate this being able to work for wet AMD, or do you think that uh, you see this more more uh, exclusively for for geographic atrophy in form of dry AMD. Uh, yes, this is Moshe Valdi. I can uh, start, and Alex, you could join in. Um, we are testing the Nikopan for geographic atrophy. This is where the science leads us, um, meaning that there is more proof that complement dysregulation is involved with the development of dry AMD. Uh, this is not to say that wet AMD is not a potential next uh, step for us. There is some proof to say that complement is a part of the dysregulation in wet AMD as well, uh, but that needs further um, assessment and, and scientific research. Um, the, the the thing that was mentioned earlier about the two eyes and and only one eye meeting the criteria to to be included in the study is very important because. At the end of the day, the drug will work on both eyes, even though in some cases only one eye will qualify for the study. So we do expect to have patients with dry AMD in the qualifying eye 
and potentially wet AMD in the other eye. So we will generate data that would be very interesting for us and also for the scientific community to see how a systemic complement inhibitor in this case may affect wet AMD. So more to come, but this is very early and again, premature. Sure. And uh, again, another question that, that uh, might be premature, but a um, few listeners have asked today, would denicapan uh, potentially reverse vision damage that's already occurred, or is this uh, more stopping the progression getting worse, kind of best case scenario? Um, this is Moshe. Again, I can start. So un unfortunately, Geographic atrophy is a progressive degenerative disease, meaning that cells that are affected and are dead would not be able to come back to life. So the the concept of complement inhibition in, in geographic atrophy is really too slow or even hold progression, uh, hopefully, but it will not be able to reverse the damage that was already um, done. I appreciate that. And, and kind of one um, final question before we before we start to, to wrap up. Uh, a number of our listeners um, help support uh, Bright Focus uh, research in, in areas such as macular degeneration. And a lot of the research we support is, is more um, early stage research. But I was wondering if you could kind of give a, an explanation of how uh, how kind of how some of that that early stage some people call it basic research. How does some of that progress or roll up uh, into a, a, a drug development uh, process that, that you're in right now? I was wondering if you sort of explain the kind of how that that progression works. Yeah. Okay. So uh, first of all, I, I want to take the opportunity to thank Bright Focus for the investment uh, in in areas that are um, in which so much un, uh, unmet need uh, exists. Uh, this is truly important. Nothing happens without science uh, in the space that we work in. And uh, as I said earlier, science is the true driver of everything that we do. In order to, for us to think or um, that the Nikopan could work in geographic atrophy, we had to rely on a lot of science that was generated by organizations such as Bright Focus. So extremely important, science is where concepts are being tested, hypotheses are being generated, and then we in the drug development space take these ideas and move them forward through the lengthy process of clinical uh, scientific research. But basic science is where it all starts. Yeah, it really sounds like the, the building blocks for some of these exciting developments we've talking about today and, and other recent uh, Bright Focus chats. Uh, Dr. Vardy and Dr. Scaban, this has been really exciting to hear uh, some encouraging signs of progress and um, for, for geographic atrophy, knowing that right now there's no uh, currently no effective treatment. Before we conclude, do you have any uh, last, uh, last thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners about the, the scientific process or, uh, you know, kind of your overall sense of the field of vision science? Yeah, this is Moshe, and first of all, I'd like to thank you for the opportunity to be in front of this uh, audience. This is a, a huge honor for, for us on, uh, at Alexion. I, I also want to say uh, to all of you who are listening and are um, thinking about geographic atrophy, um, yes, there are no current available treatments, but there is a lot of going on in terms of research, in terms of 
development, uh, and we are very hopeful that in the near to intermediate future, there will be something out there for the chicken GA. So we are very lucky to be a part of this uh, train, and we are all working very hard towards uh, a goal which I think will serve geographic atrophy patients in the best way. So thank you for that. Yeah, our, our pleasure. Uh, this is Alex Kuban, and I would just like to uh, second uh, Moshe's words. Uh, it has been a true pleasure uh, for, for us being here today and sharing some of um, our work in this very com uh, complex uh, area, uh, a very promising and, uh, and, 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 and hopefully um, a very fruitful uh, uh, field in which uh, we can expect um, uh, effective treatments in not so distant future. Uh, we are really happy to uh, have been able to share some of that today. Well, that's great. Field of Science just really offers us so much so much hope for the future. And so on behalf of, uh, of Bright Focus and, and Dr. Vardy and Dr. Skaban, I'd just like to thank all of our listeners for, for joining. Hope you, you found this um, really helpful and also hopeful about the uh, uh, where, where we're going in terms of uh, better better treating uh, age-related macular degeneration. So on behalf of Bright Focus, uh, this concludes today's Bright Focus chat, and thank you so much for, for being a part of it. Bye-bye. The information provided in this recording is a public service of Bright Focus Foundation and is not intended to constitute medical advice. Please consult your physician for personalized medical, dietary, and or exercise advice. Any medications or supplements should only be taken under medical supervision. Bright Focus Foundation does not endorse any medical products or therapies.